Hi, this is Meatloaf. Okay, kids, you know what time it is? You know what time it is? It's Outlaw Radio Time! Funny, I listened to my, there's a show that they run in Palm Springs, and I was listening to my show, and I come on, and they, they ran it from like the 80s or something, I said, hey, it's Super Bowl weekend. Can you imagine how pissed off I was? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I sound like a piece of hammered, you know what? <laughs> yeah. You know, the, R- Rick turned me on to a place because he mentioned Palm Springs, but he turned me on to a place uh, 30 years ago. And he said, Matt, there, there's a place in the desert that I believe you'll find magical. And I would like you to be my guest because he is a given guy. I mean, he is. Yes, oh, yeah. he gave hey. me a shot of Pappy Van Winkle 23. Say, hey, Rick Dees. Well, thank you. Rick, yeah, but Ralph is still pissed off that you only gave him a shot. How about that? It was only a thimble full because that's five, It was actually a half a shot. Man. a bottle. 5,000 a bottle, my friends. Yeah. yeah. But, but back to the story. So, Rick, many, many years ago, when, when Rick is in the morning at KISS FM and I'm on in the afternoons, and he says, you know, you, you ought to come out some weekend and to, to this place in Palm Springs, but it's really called La Quinta. And Everything Rick said about and described this place as happened to be 100% true. That La Quinta Resort is one of the most magical, beautiful, and I don't even play golf. I don't play golf, and I had the greatest time ever. Oh, it's unbelievable. It was built in 1926. Yep. In fact, you're not going to believe this. I went to this condo at La Quinta years ago, and it was Frank Capra lived there. And they allowed me to go and say hello to him a couple of years before he passed away. You met wow. you met the great Frank the actual yeah. Frank Capra. He was just uh, so wonderful. It's a it's a wonderful life. Did you have the chance to talk to him about the fact that that movie was panned by critics? They hated that, and is it has become the most venerable Christmas movie of all time. It is my favorite movie of all time. If you, if you think of the movies that affected you, that with me, it's um, Gone with the Wind. Yeah, it's, um, yeah. it's you know obviously some of the ones that would, you would name, but Meatballs, it, it, Meatballs yeah. too. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's my brother Mark. Actually, I sang Meatballs for the the, the first Meatballs theme song for the movie. I sang that. <laughs> you did? <laughs> I said, up, you look up Meatballs theme by Rick Dees. <laughs> First song ever recorded. Okay, okay. Listen, I've been wanting to get to this. And and we've, as Rick knows, we're all alcoholics on this show. So we drink uh, we drink copious amounts of bourbon, but not uh, Pappy Van Winkle because, well, I can't afford $5,000 well, a month. you're not going to drink Cap Pappy Van Winkle. I, since I grow the corn, I can tell you the ones to get. Yeah. Listen to me. Okay. If you can find a bottle of... W.L. Weller, W.E.L.L.E.R., W.L. Weller, 12-year-old. That is Pappy Van Winkle at 12 years old. That one is about 500 a bottle. The other one is Eagle Rare 17, not Eagle Rare 10. Eagle Rare 17-year-old, it's the same thing. Yeah. I wrote it down. Yeah. We, yeah. Lori uh, does her due diligence. Yes. The great Rick Dees sent me an article from, obviously, years ago, before he was a, a giant radio star. Well, let me let me uh, preface 
this. Before he became a star. No, I'm not. You, you know I'm not sweet. I but, actually clawed my way to the middle. Yes, yes. But, you know, li- listen, Rick, you were on the love boat. Okay, enough said? That's done. There you go. Okay, all right. Pretty good crap. The, the great Rick Dees. And then La Bamba and all that. Yeah, that's right. I, I forget about He's that. He's in La Bamba? Yes. Well, that's pretty oh. damn good. With my buddy. I two songs on Saturday night. People go ahead and put that in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'll throw that right in there. Well, we, don't, we certainly don't have to mention Disco Duck, which you made a penny oh, yeah. per single. Which is a great story. I, I would pay the penny a copy. And, of course, you know, being like 24, 25 years old, I said, is that good? And Robert Stigwood, you know, I signed with his label RSL Records. He said, sure, that's, that's good. And so it sold six million copies. I made a penny a copy. So what I did is I made $60,000. And uh, in Memphis, Tennessee, I said, you know what? I have this home in Germantown, but I've all, I love to water ski. So let me build a little cabin down at Lake Enid, Mississippi, which is about a half, about an hour away. Yeah. And so I, I purchased a one-acre lot. And then I bought a Buckminster Fuller geodesic dome kit online for $6,000. And I figured, okay, $6,000, and I'll hire a guy to put it together for another, oh, $6,000. Then I'm going to add in $5,000 for miscellaneous because they always go over. And so I figured, you know, $25,000, I'll have a, a, a lake house. Next thing I know, the guy comes to me and says, uh, Mr. D. You know, we're into twenty-five thousand dollars to finish this thing's gonna take another twenty-five to thirty thousand dollars. Yeah. Oh. oh no. So I ended up saying yes reluctantly and I spent every penny of my sixty thousand dollars on a dome home by a lake. Yeah. <laughs> well that's what Disco Duck did for No, you. but no, he yeah. said but he said but he sent me this article and it's it's a great article about the Rickney's dome home in the South. Uh. And but but as you as you put it, what could you do at that point when you've already paid X number of dollars, you have to have it finished. Do it. So let me give you the good news and yeah. I give this as advice to anyone, uh, and, and even you know, Will Rogers said this: buy land, they're not going to make any more. Yeah. So then I moved from Memphis to Los Angeles to start, you know, go to the next level, and and I ended up selling. So I, I, I spent sixty thousand dollars. I sold the home three years later for ninety thousand dollars. See that? Yeah. Nice. Came up a little bit on yeah. that. No, that's a that's yeah. a lot. That's... And I applied it to a home in Tarzana. For two hundred twelve thousand dollars, I sold that home uh, ten years later for six hundred and fifty. Yes, and then applied that to a home five hundred yards down the hill from Universal Studios, where I live now. I'm talking to you now, and here's the good news. Listen to me carefully. Yeah. <laughs> if you come that free. This multi-million dollar home is paid for. Oh, yeah. oh very nice. And, That's great. Okay, let me let me tell you. And, and if you don't want to talk about this, I, I'm fine with that. You know that. But I, no. these are things. These are. He just said no. But these these are <laughs> these are things we've never discussed on the air. Oh. It, uh, there was a time years ago when Rick and I worked at, we worked together twice at KISS FM. And I think it was the second time 
vet this beautiful place that he lives in Toluca Lake. Rick was pissed off. Listen to me. Was pissed off about the fireworks and the loud noises that came from Universal Studios. Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, am I wrong? Am I wrong? That's right. So I went over to Universal and I said, you got to stop this. It's bothering everybody. Can we, can we have something? And the guy said, who are you? I said, who am I? And so I went on the air the next day and I said, you know, Universal has got a real problem. <laughs> so I, to put it, put it bluntly, everybody got pissed off at Universal. And I have three tickets to Universal for the last 25 years. No, it's, 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 a, it's a true story. And, and you know, and here's the thing. It's easy to say, oh, boy, that Rick D's got all this money and he's living in Toluca Lake and, you know. But I got to tell you, if I'm in his shoes, it, I would have done the same damn thing. Oh, well, let me let me give you the postscript. So Universal said, that little piece of hammer, you know what? Yeah. We'll get him. So I, they called the police department, and every day... Seriously, at 5.15 a.m., a police helicopter goes over my house at 17 feet. So I have an alarm that goes up at 5.15 I'm, I'm sure your neighbors were happy about that, too. Oh, yeah. Are oh, of course. Are you kidding Let me also add yeah. that around Halloween time, and I, I'm assuming this still happens, but mm-hmm. I would take my lovely daughter, who now resides in New York City. Alexandra. Yeah, Alexandra, who is uh, probably the only uh, conservative in uh, Manhattan. And I would take her trick-or-treating to Toluca Lake. Why? Because Rick Dees did not skimp when it came to handing out candy. Candy apples? No, no, we, we hand out the adult-sized chocolate bars and candy apples. Candy apples. Oh, yeah. is that great? Yes. Yeah. It's yeah. the best promotion I ever got. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, now people come from all over the mid-south, uh, the, uh, the Southland, and they they then grab the candy bars and they come back around. We've got to actually stab people's hands. <laughs> stab their hands? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What was, okay. What was the impetus for you choosing Toluca Lake? Did it have anything to do with Bob Hope living right down the street? That's a great question. It's all about getting to the radio station on time. <laughs> I was kind of close. Also, the radio station ended up from Toluca Lake being six minutes away. Uh. And I remember, our, this is amazing. Our competitors were so irritated that we were beating them in the ratings. They figured, well, you know what? Rick Dees is late for work, so we're going to chronicle that. So one one day, of course, I'm leaving early for work, and I go out of my house, and there's a car parked in front of my house, and it looked like the guy was holding a shotgun. And I went, holy cow. And then so I said, well, maybe that's my imagination. The car fo- follows me up to the, the stop sign, and he gets on the freeway with me, and this guy, it looked like he's holding a shotgun. I called 911, and it ended up being our competitor trying to chronicle me being late for work. Can you imagine the meanness of that? Wow, no, true story, Rick? I mean, you wouldn't wow. mention it, right? No, that's, that's a true story. Wow. Yeah. Wow. wow. Okay, now, when, when I come back in 1997 to KISS FM to do Afternoon 
happens again. The radio station had moved from Sunset and Vine at the 11th floor of the first bank building. And and I, you know, I've always wanted to mention this to you and, and sort of understand your thoughts. Although for you, because you live really close now, they relocated the radio station to Burbank. So just seconds away from where Rick uh, has one of his houses there in Toluca Lake. And... Yeah. For me, the vibe, Rick, the vibe in Burbank screwed it for me. We didn't have that Hollywood vibe that we had before. Do you share that or no? Well, you know, I, I just enjoyed being close to the station. And then what you have to understand is the general manager of the station, as they're building it, um, I put in my contract because, you know, when you, when you're, when you have two minutes between songs, you, you want to get to a bathroom quickly. So I wanted them to put a bathroom close to the control room. Yep. And the general manager said, we're not going to build a bathroom for Rick D's. He can cram, he can pound sand. Yep. And the oh. bigger argument was a bathroom. Can you imagine? <laughs> when we go to the station, it's worth $19 million. When we leave the station, it's worth a half a billion. And he's arguing over a bathroom. A bathroom. Wow. Okay, okay. I'm going to tell you something. Right now in my life, I have 17 bathrooms. <laughs> <laughs> you showed them. Yeah, but but but, but yeah, I showed him. Plus, I have an oily discharge. <laughs> oh, okay, but but so you understand that what he's saying is is not a bit here. I, when when I when I arrived at Kiss FM the first time at Sunset and Vine in Hollywood in '89, he had Rick D's had his own bathroom. So what he's talking about is the renegotiation when they're moving into the new place in Burbank and and the fact that and if it's the same GM that we're talking about P.O. Well, uh, in 25 years here's the thing yeah. in 25 years I missed five days sick on the air right. and I contributed wow. a lot of that to the bathroom I mean, going to the bathroom. <laughs> I mean and, and most radio stations a giant germ opens the door for you <laughs> <laughs> yeah I See, I know, I, I know that Rick probably knows where I was going. That GM, uh, if it's the same guy we're talking about, what a piece of crap! And uh, it, I'm not going to make any comment. I'm sure he's fine. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah. Again, uh-huh. I'm calling you from the methadone clinic. So come on. <laughs> yeah. see, see, that's Rick getting yeah. getting nervous. Is Mark Cherry from Desperate Housewives still his neighbor? Well, that's by, just, that's just, by the way, Mark, Mark Cherry. Yeah. Mark Cherry sleeps 22 feet away from me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When I pull into my when I pull into my garage, there's a little window up there and I know he's watching. <laughs> Mark jumped through binoculars. There must be. Rick, I, I know that not only, not binoculars, a telescope. Oh, yeah. Rick, I've always wanted to ask you, is is there an odd sort of waft from over the fence from, from that backyard? No, no, no. Mark Cherry's a wonderful guy. Yeah, of course. He does have, I swear to you, a beautiful water feature with a giant, uh, it's kind of a, a, I don't know what you would call it, but a, a rock slide into a swimming pool. And it's just beautiful. Yeah, all right. Unfortunately, the pump for that comes on at 6.50 right after the helicopter flies over. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. That Desperate Housewives money, man. Mark yeah. Cherry. Oh. Oh, man, are you kidding? Yeah. He's a good man. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, Rick, Rick Dees, what, what has happened to 
our industry? What has happened to radio? Well, first of all, I um, I think the fact that if you have one company that owns 1,200 yeah. radio stations, right. that ruins it. Yeah. And back in, in 1990, they tacked it on to, to the telecom bill. I, I, in my personal opinion, no one company, because of, of difference of opinions and everything else, which is, which is healthy, no one company can own more than like, you know, 40 or 50 at the most. Yeah. Yeah, I miss I miss the Ma and Pops and the best. And then Sirius XM, for example, I and mean, people listening yeah. don't know you're on Sirius XM going all over America and the world, right? Making almost seventeen thousand dollars a year. Yeah, yeah, getting close. <laughs> oh my God! Close. Wow! Uh, yeah. He makes that much. Oh no, that would. Thank heavens, Lloyd Downey Jr. would work with you is in the Amway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She shows Amway. No, no, oh that my would. God. No, Rick. Rick right. No, that would be a, that would be a good. Year, but when, when I when I arrived when I when I arrived at Kiss FM with Rick Dees, the Morning Star, uh, he was he was working on his television show, and I may get to that, I may not. Uh, but the point here is that we were owned by a company called Gannett Broadcasting, and they had a newspaper, USA Today. This this company, although not a ma and pop, they were a mom pop in that they would spend whatever they felt they needed to spend to grab the ratings and the listenership to make a buck. Those days are gone, Rick. Well, there's a guy in prison, Doug McCorkendale, who was just a genius. Yep. And he was terrific. Uh, a man named Jerry Francesco was awesome. Yeah, a good and, man. You know, then they, they made it so one company could own 1,200 radio stations. I have nothing against them because they, they picked up the rule. But what happens if you're syndicated? Yeah. They say, well, you know what? Uh, we love uh, Magic Matt, but he's not with our company. Mm-hmm. We're just going to we're going to serve what we cook in our own kitchen. So we're going to put on Shotgun Tommy, Jimmy, and go. You better believe it. The greatest top forty morning man in the history of radio. And Rick, you 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 gots to know that I'm not BSing you because you know, you know, because you're a talented son of a bitch, you know that what I'm telling you is the truth. And wait, before you say anything, what this man did was take top 40 from the good morning everybody whack whack hey good morning hey it's 7:23 what he did was he broke it down he was still top 40 but funny as hell and and your bits with the great Ronnie Shell who just turned 90 Ronnie Shell what a what a talent Yes, turned 90 and played your agent. The Bernie Shelley bits were beyond compare. And, and he would play his secretary, Seal, say, It's a sense of audience. And then he would go and say, Ronnie, no, Rick, Ronnie, Rick. 
Uh, listen, I, um, listen, I got a bigger name on the other line. Could you tell Haircut 100 I'll be right there? Cut your goo goo, I'll be right with them. Yeah. yeah. It just was so much fun. And uh, it just, uh, thank you for saying that. That really means a lot. Well, no. I need to say something. Okay, well, hold on. Lori Downey Jr., I think about to kiss Double the down. ass no, I'm telling the of truth. Rick D's. So back in the day when we lived in New York, I was married to Morton Downey Jr., and he would come over to the West Coast and he would come on your show. Rick, oh, yes. he loved you so much. And what you would do, your staff would do, would send a cassette of the show that they did. And there was always a beautiful letter from you to him, which I still have. Oh, he just, what a gift he had. But what had. he said was this guy is a class act. This guy follows through. He writes beautiful letters. It's true. Look at this. It's true. This guy crosses his T's, dots his I's. Yep. And I love Rick D's. Yeah. Isn't that sweet? Well, you know what? It's interesting. Two things. First of all, everybody's favorite day of the year, even though they don't want to admit it, <laughs> is their own birthday. Of course. So the idea is to collect everybody's birthday. Don't just send an email. Send an actual handwritten note or a card. Yes. yes. So I try to do that. And then uh, everything is always about uh, acknowledging people. If you make people feel pretty good about themselves, at least you have a chance. But you know what, Rick? And I see every Christmas card that comes in. It's it's to Matt, Alan. And you, you take the time to make that Christmas card. Well, Matt's birthday is oh, You know what I do every year is I come up with a concept. And like this year, I said I don't want to get too political, but everybody's really upset about gas prices. So I come up with a concept and the very famous artist named Stu Heineke paints it. And then there's a program that will draw the name into itself. It, um, it like this year it was Santa Claus saying uh, it, it says slave fuel ten ninety nine a gallon, yeah. and, and, and Santa is saying, "Could you tell? I uh, see if Matt Allen will meet me halfway." <laughs> I love it. Yeah. What's also great Thank about you. Rick is as iconic. Hold on, Ralph Odierna. As oh. iconic as he is, he can walk through the Grand Event room with airs or whatever he wants to do. He was explaining to one of the young, attractive hostesses. Is yeah. why he's called the Postmaster General. Oh, exactly. She didn't understand that phrase. <laughs> of course she didn't. No, she didn't. It's funny because, you know, there's the, there's the, the instrumental part up before <laughs> they start to sing. Yeah. And the idea is to do the weather and talk about stuff and then stop just before they start the vocal. Yeah. Yeah, they're called the post. It's called the post. <laughs> it, it, in Top 40 Radio, it's called the post. And you stop talking before they... But there's also a rhythm to it. And sometimes, in d- depending on the song, there are different posts. And you can hit... You don't have to stop at the vocal. No, it's, no, no. Right? It's like if you're, you're playing like, a, let's say, a, a classic that you would play on your 70s channel, like Long Cool Woman yes. in a Black Dress. There's a part where it goes... Dun, 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 and then it goes... There's a, there's, a, there's a bass part, yep. and you say, I just love this bass, and the second you finish the ask the bass, he goes, da 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 da, and then stop. Yep. People will appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, he hated it. <laughs> <laughs> now, as as we go to break, uh, the great uh, Rigdon D's, a.k.a. Rick in the morning, this is a very long intro, so there are, very, there are many, many posts. This is an extended version, so Good luck and take us out on Outlaw Radio. Oh, wow. Hold on. Slap me inside my head now. Hold on. Casey and the Sunshine Band, oh, I'm your boogie. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. 
Okay, wait a minute, hold on a second. I'm your boogeyman. That's what I am. I'm into whatever I can. Be it early morning or late at night. Be it ever. I want it tight. I'm your buggy man. Uh huh. Uh huh. Oh yeah. I'm your buggy man. Come on now. Uh huh. Step a step ahead now. I'm your buggy man. Yeah. Okay, here it is. <laughs> Magic mat. <laughs> oh yeah. Just go walking on the vocal as much as you can. <laughs> walk on it. They always, they always say step all over it and, and irritate the hell out of everybody. Okay. Now, it is the internet radio. Is it okay if I say fist you up the... This is Legendary Outlaw Radio. Why, uh, Captain Drummond. Miss Miller. Magic Matt Allen.